Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is unfortunately under the weather, but he will be returning very shortly. They call me Ben. We're joined as always with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. What a time. What a time, fellow conspiracy realist. So much stuff is happening as we hurdle headlong toward 2023. Uh, big news in Georgia, big news abroad. There's so much going on, in fact, that a lot of things aren't quite making headlines the way that you would expect. As we record today, the protests in Iran are ongoing. Western media has um, has fallen for a little bit of propaganda. And when I say fall, Matt, I mean fell face first, mm-hmm. hook, line, and sinker, as the Fisher folk would say. Uh, so what you and I wanted to do uh, for this week's strange news segment, one of our last of our year, is we wanted to give some uh, brief updates, conversations at the top that we might not spend uh spend the entirety of time on before we get to our two biggest stories which are international uh one we're talking about germany and then one we're talking about not just china (laughs) but quite possibly a city near you before we get into that man let's just check in um you know we're always talking off air uh we always run into these stories where we think is this a full episode? Is this 
something that we use for our show or is this something that we just feel like our team needs to know and uh you know i i, I gotta tell you we got some doozies yeah i've got one for you ben that you undoubtedly heard about that i think we we should be discussing today and that is an attack that occurred over the last weekend as we record this at two north carolina power substations did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm I'm really glad you're mentioning this. I heard about it, but I haven't spoken. Uh I spoke briefly with some folks based in North Carolina mm-hmm. who pinged about it, but I haven't I, I don't have the scoop. Do can you give us the um along and short? Because I'm I'm really concerned that this one might get missed with all the stuff that's going on in the world today. No, you're right. It's it's certainly a local story. But local in this context means it directly affected over 40,000 people in Moore County or in and around Moore County in North Carolina. That's M-O-O-R-E, by the way. So what had happened was uh, some individuals who are currently unknown at this time decided to turn the old substation into a shooting gallery twice. There were... Nearly two dozen shell casings recovered most recently from one of the uh, substations where a lot of the equipment was disabled. And the result of this target practice, you know, on on this electrical equipment was that over 40,000 people lost power and they didn't lose power for just a little bit of time. This is damage to the actual infrastructure, which means I think as of today, many people still don't have power or they're just now getting power back. I think what's going on now, like we're recording this on December 7th, 2022. And what's going on today is that the local authorities are hoping to get power back on uh, tonight at some point this evening. But still, people are without power as we record. Yeah, I'm seeing over 9,000 customers still without power as of midday today, uh, Wednesday, December 7th. So it's just nuts to think about that, that you could theoretically attack a substation and knock power out for a large group of people or for, for a large area, right? And that would be both residences and businesses. Yeah, the the idea is uh so when this occurred, this happened just this weekend, mm-hmm. right? And uh like you said, forty-two thousand people, forty-seven thousand, I think, nearly fifty thousand people without power. Uh this was something that no one saw coming. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a story from earlier about attempts to futz with uh, water supplies. Like no one pays attention to infrastructure until it breaks. You know what I mean? And and we talked at length about this. I'm just wondering, because um, it, it sounds like, and you know more about this than I do, it sounds as though there's still a lot of unanswered questions about this. Is that correct? Like they don't know the perpetrators, anything like that? Have they found them? As of right now, they've recovered casings. And, and that's really it. I mean, that's at least to my knowledge from reporting out of CNN and several other outlets. It's just unknown who this was and why they did it, what the intention was. Um, and that could range everywhere from, you know, general 
stupidity, let's say, in firing at that particular type of installation to malicious. Uh, they, it, it's been titled, quote, malicious and intentional. Um, and they call it an attack. This feels like it could be characterized, if you wanted to spin it this way, as a terrorist attack of some sort, right? Meant to terrorize a group of civilians. It could be painted that way. It would be a matter of just talking about it or characterizing it, right? I mean, it would be spin to call it that, but it's not out. It's not outside of the possibilities here, right? And also, the idea uh, depends on definition of intention. Mm-hmm. If they found the people responsible, it it is being reported as a sabotage. By the way, folks, mm-hmm. uh, if the the question of terrorism goes into the intent of the perpetrator. So if it's someone who says, I was fired from, say, uh, Duke Energy, and I have a bone to pick to show them how much they need me, then that is not the same thing as, say, someone coming out and saying, I am um, the... Uh, I am part of a secessionist movement that believes North Carolina should be an independent state or an independent country, we would say in the U.S. Uh, That would be an act of terrorism. But as we'll see, power grids are known vulnerabilities. And there are even more. Ooh, uh, this is going to make sense uh, as we we continue with today's show. But I, I, I don't know, Matt. This is, to me, this is pretty distressing because we know that where the attack occurred, uh, ABC is reporting this as well as CNN, the Moore County chief sheriff deputy who was speaking with the press did say there were multiple shell casings recovered, but did not say what type of firearm was used in the attack, nor the caliber of those casings. And that's information that they likely have at this point, which means that they likely have at the very least a short list of suspects and they're just not going to move publicly yet. Right. Yeah. You'd imagine that there might be CCTV available, right. For any vehicle that brought people to that location. Um, maybe, but I, I don't know. It's it's very odd. Uh, Moore County, by the way, is in between Greensboro and Fayetteville in North Carolina. Those are two of the biggest um, cities, or I guess it's almost Winston-Salem and Fayetteville, and it's kind of in between those two. And one of the major issues here is where North, where that is, where Moore County in North Carolina is, it gets rather cold at night. Uh, it's not exactly, you know, in the northern states of the U.S. It's in the south still somewhat, but... It's not like it's warm at night. So if you're looking at the temperature, let's say, let's look at the temperatures tonight. It's going down to 57 in that area. Uh, But then on Sunday, it's going down to 38 and the following Monday, 32 degrees. That's all Fahrenheit. So if you imagine this attack took out both electricity and uh, heat, for homes, it could potentially pose a very dangerous situation for humans and animals like pets living in houses that were affected by this, that are on the grid right there. Um, so it is just a really dangerous situation. Yeah. And the 
look, there are a lot of problems with energy companies in the United States uh, in general. But one thing that we can say in support of Duke Energy here is that they are busting their humps to get yeah. the power back on. And if you look at if you look at the substation that was attacked, you'll see it look it looks 1010 the same as any number of substations in any other part of the country. The main defense those outfits have is a chain leak fence and probably surveillance cameras. Now, if this person was unprofessional enough, uh, dumb enough really to have their phone with them in their vehicle, then it's a relatively trivial matter to find them. But what I think is a bigger um a bigger takeaway from this is that those stations that you just pictured, they're everywhere mm -hmm. and they're not protected. And this is an Achilles heel of many, many societies. Very easy to attack. Uh, so stay safe, folks. I mean, oh gosh, I know we want to do a couple of updates. Matt, what, what advice would, would you give? What are your, those are my takeaways. What are your takeaways on this? Uh, takeaways are, I think I think you might have to up security in these locations and that would cost a lot of money which is probably not going to happen so hope for the best yeah cuz no one cares about infrastructure but if we're being <laughs> positive if we're being positive hey think of the jobs for yeah. your community you know could be and great right right now hopefully it's kind of an easy job because right now there's not a concerted coordinated attack on multiple substations, which could change very easily, just so everyone knows. Um, before we go to before we go to our two big stories today, I'd like to offer one on this end, a, a positive one, a, a relatively positive one. It's an update uh, from a fellow conspiracy realist, a listener of ours, a Shakespeare a Shakespearean scholar, excuse me, named Sarai or Sari Nichols, uh, who hit us up on Twitter just to let us know. Thank goodness, Matt, Mission Control, fellow conspiracy realist, San Francisco is no longer going to deploy robots armed with explosives. Oh, they wow. thought about it. Yeah, they thought about it. Maybe they listen to stuff they don't want you to know. Probably not. Because they're very busy people, and they were like, "It's a bridge too far." You know, maybe we should just blow up people the old-fashioned way with other humans. Uh <laughs> I really, I really hope it was the splash damage argument because I think, I think that's the that's the one you really got to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Doctor Nichols points us to this great New York Times article by Eduardo Medina and McKenna Oxenden that uh, says. It was uh, it was primarily a matter of backlash from activists, critics, and even more importantly, local constituents. So remember that your activism, your opinion, your voice does matter. Even in a world that is riddled with corruption, uh, the San Francisco Board of Advisors had originally co-signed this with an eight to three vote. And now that's changed. But the people in power there by a big majority, we're on board with this. So, so luckily, no drones for now, uh, <laughs> or no remote-controlled, explosive-wielding robots for now. Uh, and, Man, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the takeaway from that is, I guess, remember to write to people if you're yeah. scared about what they're doing. And and uh, just so any for anybody who missed um, our previous strange news segment on this, Matt, could you could you uh, tell the folks what splashback is? The concept here is that these robots that are generally used to dispose of potentially dangerous materials, like you know a suspicious bag is found or something like that. One of these robots would go in to dispose of that material, often with explosives of its own, to blow the thing up and whatever mechanism it had in it. Uh, They're also used for a variety of other reasons, but in this case, they would be used to confront a potential suspect who is in, like actively involved in a crime or something like, like that or is inaccessible to officers, or it would be a very dangerous situation to send a human officer in to that like location for whatever reason, this thing would go in and potentially explode a bad guy, uh, a theoretical bad guy. Yeah. Divine wind on the streets of San Francisco. That's a world war two kamikaze reference, but uh, it has not happened at this point. And we're going to take that uh, positive energy into our, uh, our break for a word from our sponsors. And so Matt and uh, Paul and I can check outside our houses to make sure no robots are being sent our way. Then we'll be back and we'll move across the pond. What do you, where do you want to go first, Matt? Germany, you think? I think we got to go to Germany. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We 
have returned. Uh, this is an ongoing story. There is not a ton of information out yet, but what you are about to hear will and should disturb you. The largest operation in the modern history of German police occurred just several hours ago today as we record. Germany did a massive raid involving more than 3,000 security personnel, members of law enforcement, basically, and related agencies. They have detained 25 people, uh, and they're out for even more, uh, on suspicion of a far-right coup. As we record, Germany came very close to being overthrown, the government of Germany, and being replaced with a monarchy, because that's always a great idea. Uh, this is a far-right group. The charges are that they were going to abduct multiple members of the current government, hold them hostage in warehouses. Uh, they were going to use an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse device, to break down the power grid and to act as a beacon or a signal to the people of Germany, who they felt would rise up with them to overthrow the government and install a um, relatively obscure 70-something-year-old uh, guy as, as the figurehead, as the new monarch of this new Germany. That's not good. I, I think the world maybe has some memories of what happens when there's an extremist group in charge of Germany. I Ben, I hadn't heard of this. This must have been just occurring as I was researching other uh, stories for today. I had not heard of this. Um, good golly. I, so this person is, okay. So this person you're talking about has some kind of claim to the throne of Germany? Uh, claim to so Europe is chock full of people descended from royalty, aristocrats, monarchs of old. Uh, and when much of Germany transitioned to some kind of democracy or republic, these folks no longer had absolute uh, authority, but they still had all the money and the property that they had accrued over that time. So it's not uncommon to see aristocrats still being the wealthiest people in the country, still controlling a lot of stuff, uh, and they're they're just uh, they're ordinary citizens in name only, right? I mean, for Pete's sake, Parliament still has a House of Lords. The qualification for being a House of Lords has nothing to do with your personal ability uh, or merit. And that's that's just true. I know people get mad when they hear about it, and there are all these arguments about tradition. But let's remember, tradition is best defined as peer pressure from the dead, right? Mm -hmm. so, the, um, so this guy, you are right. This guy is – he's not his, – his name is Heinrich Thirteen. Roman numerals, X and three I's, Heinrich 13. He comes from a family, this is, a, this is all true, uh, from the House of Reuss, uh, R-E-U-S-S. -S. We're not native German speakers here, folks. Uh, historically, they ruled over some parts of Eastern Germany. And the funny thing is, for years and years and years and years, for generations, the Heinrichs, uh, there were multiple Heinrichs. 
They were given that yeah, name like and a number. <laughs> well, the, the I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. they were given the name Heinrich, you know, the first, Heinrich the second, on and on and on and on. And then the idea is if they get to a hundred, I read this in, in some tabloid. Uh, if they get to a hundred, then they just start the count again. Oh wow! So this um, this group had made concrete preparations to storm parliament with a small armed group and they had plans to form an entirely new government to replace the german bundestag uh this this gets dirty so quickly because one of the people arrested is a russian citizen which naturally leads to accusations that russia was attempting to destabilize germany to you know, help with uh, their activities, their long-term plan to destabilize NATO and Europe, and then their immediate plan to somehow snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat in Ukraine. Uh, so it's quite possible, if Germany was one of the prime movers here, it's quite possible that they didn't really care if the coup worked. They just wanted the chaos, mm. right? But I got to tell you, looked into this Heinrich guy a little bit uh there's another guy heinrich 14 <laughs> not heinrich 13 heinrich 14 different people he talked about this guy and he says heinrich 13 is quote a confused old man who now gets caught up in conspiracy theory misconceptions and apparently the rest of the family have been distancing themselves from this guy for more than a decade. But these things, again, they don't occur in a vacuum, man. For years, people have been talking about this. I looked into it. There's there's excellent reporting about this. I almost, I, I feel like it could be an episode if our fellow conspiracy realists are interested. Uh, this stuff dates back, um, like the active planning kind of dates back to 2015. It's been in the works for a while. Because 2015, um, you'll remember uh, Germany is in the grips of – like one of their hottest debates was immigration policy, right? Mm -hmm. And no no one outside of an intelligence agencies or geopolitical wonks were really thinking about the present situation in Eastern Europe, right? Thinking what are, what are all – you know, rabble, rabble, rabble. These immigrants are taking our jobs, et cetera. Uh, and – it was this information war for hearts and minds, uh, getting people who were already uh, kind of Germany's answer to sovereign citizen movements or secessionist governments. They were getting people through the immigration argument. And then um, when people were coming out against uh, vaccination for COVID-19, then they gathered more force more storm under the rung and uh, like a snowball rolling down a hill, they created more and they did something crazy, interesting, and quite efficient. They started, um, you know how, you know how religious sects or cults like Scientology will always try to target tastemakers, influencers, powerful people in the world of entertainment. Yep, capture them, bring them in. Now they're um, they send the message out. Mm -hmm. This is what people 
in extremist secessionist groups do, but they focus on the military. Mm. They focus on law enforcement. They focus on political figures. What Germany just did, or maybe Russia, <laughs> is pretty impressive because they had to operate in secrecy. They didn't know who had been compromised by this movement. And it's it's nuts because they did all the stuff that you would expect for a successful coup. You know, there are a couple ingredients, right? You want to have a plan to replace the government, right? When we when we take over, this guy's gonna be the minister of apples or whatever, you know, and this guy will be in charge of blah blah blah. And this person will be the figurehead. And often when these things occur, that first person who's the new leader is usually a figurehead, just to be honest. And stays uh, so, that way until yeah. the party's over. Right, right, right. The party's over. We got you a villa or we got you a bullet. Choose one. So we got this great the, bunker. Yeah, yeah uh, we got this great super great place to get married. <laughs> and then, you know, whatever. So they're still looking for people. They uh, they conducted searches at 130 different places through the majority of Germany's states. They they were searching in 11 different states. Germany has 16 states, right? So that's like the majority of the U.S. being searched for a coup attempt. They called it an anti-terrorism operation. The suspects are linked to kind of a a gumbo of far right uh, secessionist movements. There, there are movements like the uh, Reich Citizens Movement, who said that Germany's post-war constitution was not legally binding, and therefore the government of Germany post World War II has never been legitimate. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it also goes into stuff like we've heard in the sovereign citizens movements or related movements here in the United States, people will say, well, why is there an admiralty flag in the court, right? Or, you know, there was my social security number, really my employee number and separate from me. Right? Yeah. What's the difference between Matt in, in uh, mostly not caps versus Matt in all caps? Yes. Well, dude, is, just isn't so. there also a deep state component to this? Like a, 100%. I mean, almost QAnon level kind of thing. Not not the same, obviously. It's not equivalent, but the the concept that there is a deep state functioning uh, at the forefront of everything, making the decisions. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's you nailed it. There's a lot of QAnon related ideology. Uh, there is uh, this prevalent belief that you know. The Angela Merkels and so on of the world are simply puppets of uh, the real power. And the Germany, Germans' privacy rules, Europe's privacy rules in general, are uh, much tighter than those in the US. So we don't have a ton of official confirmation about some of these people. We know that another 27 are under investigation right now. It's probably more. And the idea of overthrowing a government is something that's so hot right now, you know, in recent years, right? It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the new TikTok of political opinions. But, mm -hmm. but one of my questions is, how close do you think these guys could have gotten? 
because if there's a public announcement and they did the raid, then to me that means they were operating, the law was operating silently for, what do you think, at least, I'd say at least 15 months. At, sure. Like at minimum, right? Well, uh, whenever you, just you, any you out there, spends a lot of time and effort on any one thing, you can accomplish a whole bunch. If you give someone 15 months to plan uh, and strategize an attack of some sort, especially considering they were contemplating using an EMP, which I don't know how they were going to actually pull that off. I don't know if they expected that to be a real part of the plan. But then you also bring in security professionals, or at least it's been alleged that there are, are several people within you know, security forces at various levels of the German government who may have been a part of this thing. Like if you've got those people who are already infiltrated, I guess, for lack of a better term, or uh, enmeshed within, you know, the locations and the power structures that you're attempting to attack, you could, you might have a chance of pulling some stuff off. And, this has just been another existential horror episode, Ben. <laughs> well, well, not an episode yet, but I, I mean, we might have to, <laughs> we might have to have one. It's always existential horror on this show. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess it's true. There's there's more news coming out. There's a lot we're actually not getting to. We might need to save for an episode. We also might need to um, come back to this. When more answers are clear, but these folks were heavily armed. Uh, there are currently people arguing now about how close they actually got, right? And the the bigger thing, the thing I want to leave us with before we go to the break, is that similar things have been in the works in Austria, at least, right? In In multiple countries. And we know this can be a real threat. Consider the activities of propaganda do in Italy. Right, history is closer to the present than we think, and I, I, I mean, we would like to hear from people in Germany, right? How are you seeing this news reported? Do you think these were a bunch of uh, just deluded cosplayers who let their their fantasies go too far? Do you think they would have actually had the means to attempt this? And if you do, do you think there's a world in which they would have been successful. We cannot wait to hear. Uh, we wish everybody in Germany safety. We hope this doesn't ruin Christmas for you, uh, <laughs> ruin the end of your holidays. Uh, we'll pause for a word from our sponsors. And then while we are traversing the world, uh, we're going to move from Germany to the international sphere. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, 
There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we've returned. And just quickly, Ben, speaking of armed security, I, I promise this is only two minutes worth of stuff. Uh, did, did you hear about the gas station owner in Philadelphia and taking action into his own hands? I have not. Let's yes. Okay. On. Really quick, just because it has to do with armed security. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and law enforcement. So there have been a string of thefts in North Philadelphia in this one particular area. Well, I'll give you two streets because they're mentioned by Fox News here. From uh, It's been reported a bunch of other places too. Um, Broad and Clearfield, C-L-E-A-R-F-I-E-L-D. Uh, there is a Carco gas station. It's run by this guy named Neil. And Neil has been fed up with all the, the crime that's happening in and around his gas station. There's just been a ton of it. He's had enough. So what he ended up doing is hiring private security, but not just like a mall security guard or, you know, an off-duty police officer. He hired private security that it's pretty serious. We're talking Holy guards smokes, with strapped. Yeah, guards with full Kevlar with long guns, you know, either rifles or shotguns, and they just hang out in the store and just eye you down, watch all activity in and around the store and uh, protect everybody. And according to Neil Patel, the owner, uh, crime has really gone down. They've had no incidents since they've had, you know, military level armed guards at the gas station. And Not it, much loitering either, I imagine. Mm -mm. And it just kind of paints a little bit of a picture of the potential future. Uh, but instead of, you know, just gas stations, I'm imagining your local Walmart or Macy's or whatever. Or, it's true. You know, I've seen it, man. You know this. Like when I was uh, not doing podcasting stuff, and I was in different different parts of the world. You know, it's it's not uncommon, especially a place that's had a, a civil war conclude recently. Like mm -hmm. you'll see, you'll see people with full on semi autos just posted outside a Western fast food franchise, like a McDonald's. <laughs> I yeah I oh, I hope that doesn't become a part of regular everyday life here in the good old U.S. But 
It feels like it might be headed in that direction. I hope well, not. Maybe, maybe you can report them to the police. And maybe it doesn't even have to be the U.S. police. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's another local station that is not a police station, but it is right. a police uh, station, but it's not. You, you can ask them for service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have? <laughs> can I get some electronic service <laughs> for my driver's license and or the people causing crime? All right, let's jump into this next story. Um, I'm just going to give you the title. This comes from The Guardian. The story does go back to, it goes back a while, years, in fact, but... The reporting out of The Guardian comes from November 17th, 2022. Here's the headline. FBI director, quote, very concerned by reports of secret Chinese police stations in United States. (laughs) Ha, ha, what? Everybody's ears just pricked up because uh, we've had some folks writing to us about this, too. We have. We've had several people saying, hey, why aren't you talking about this yet? Well, this is complicated. This is very complicated, and it gets into diplomatic relations. It gets into stuff that requires a ton of explanation and discussion to really, really break the story for, you know, for my understanding and for probably your understanding listening. It's just, uh, it's a lot. Well, let's talk about what was discovered. There is this outfit. It's an NGO, a non-governmental organization that is... Really, their mission is to watch China and watch some of the human rights issues that have been going on in that country. And that's at least what they say on their website that you can go to right now, safeguarddefenders.com. They'll tell you their whole story and all of their stuff. Basically, they train attorneys to become human rights attorneys or lawyers, human rights lawyers, and then uh, put that staff on all sorts of different issues And they write reports such as this report that the FBI's concerns are based upon. You can read it right now. Search for Patrol and Persuade. Just look for that. Safeguard Defenders Patrol Persuade. So let's just go directly to the Guardian article, which is just a, appears to be a copy and paste job from Reuters. (laughs) So thanks Reuters, I guess. Here we go. This report that we're referring to here uh, has said that These numerous stations, specifically uh, stations that were found in New York City, U.S., are an extension of Beijing's, quote, efforts to pressure some Chinese nationals or their relatives abroad to return to China to face criminal charges. Uh, So if that was if that was true, this would almost be like an extradition support force or something like that. Ben, what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, we're going to get into a particular fascination of mine with this one, Matt. Um, first off, this is absolutely a, a, a full episode. Mm-hmm. The big question is, are they doing anything illegal? Like the Confucius Institutes are also soft power. They're not illegal. Uh, it becomes illegal when a foreign power is pressuring an American citizen, right, or an American resident, in the case of the U.S., to engage in espionage, right, or engage in intelligence activities. And from what I understand, that's one of the big allegations against these service stations. Or how do you say it? Uh, Haiwai Fuzhan or something like that. Operation 1010 or Operation 110 um, is another name. Anyway, these the idea is like 
if you are, and this is a great point. I'm just going to set you up for this because you put it beautifully off air. Um, if they're doing things that embassies legally do, if you're surprised, if you're supplying support to people, making it easier to talk to your relatives, like, um, you know, helping, helping you stay in contact with folks in your home country, that's completely legal. But if they're coming to you and they're saying, you know, your, your bubble, your grandmother is going to have a real hard time if you don't take that job at Lockheed. Then that's when it gets into a very different part of the chessboard. And I think that's one of the allegations. I think it's even it's the the idea is that one would be uh, forced or coerced into doing illegal activities or uh, I mean, that's one of the allegations. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was mentioned more, but like Matt, that's my take, but you said you said, how is this not? like an embassy, right? Oh yeah, that, that was my point. Yeah. I because it, it does in a way feel like an embassy operating. Let's say the the example that the FBI was specifically referencing, the uh one of these stations that's in New York City. So according to China, who has been pushing back very hard against the rhetoric uh coming out of the US and Western sources when reporting on this, they are saying that these service centers are for an entirely different purpose than, you know, possibly coercing Chinese nationals to return back to China or blackmailing in any way or, you know, doing any kind of illegal activity to influence anyone. They are saying that these, quote, volunteer-run sites in the U.S. are real, they're there, but they are not, quote, police stations or, quote, police service centers. Quote, they assist overseas Chinese nationals who need help in assessing the online service platform to get their driving licenses renewed and receive physical checkups for that purpose. That is a quote from an embassy spokesperson, Liu Pengyu. Okay, so if that is true, then there's absolutely no problem with that because that's helping people with the often Byzantine bureaucracy, right, Mm -hmm. of existing... Of like having connections to multiple countries, you know how how do you make sure that you have your uh, residency status set up, especially if maybe you're not fluent in English, right? Then you could conceivably, the argument is, go to a place like this and receive that assistance, paid for by the Chinese government, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a cool thing. That's something that um, other embassies in other countries also do or try to do you, you have to be careful about it but the like that's that's not illegal but well the okay. ID, yeah but if that's all they're doing ben what what it. the embassy is actually saying that's all they're doing they're just tech support they're on the ground tech support for chinese nationals living in the u.s and you know the netherlands and all the other countries that these uh <laughs> i don't know these shops are set up in whatever you want to call them these um support centers um why are they secret why why did the fbi just find out about them why why did other countries kind of just find out about them existing within their borders if you go to newsweek ben i posted a 
an article from Newsweek that was posted not that long ago. And if you scroll all the way down on it, let me see if I can actually find it. It's titled Full List of China's Unofficial Police Stations Around the World. Again, they don't like them being called police stations. That's right, what everybody else stations. calls them. <laughs> um, but you can find that whole list. And it's a lot. From Angola to Bangladesh to Brazil to Canada, Cuba, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Japan, uh, Mongolia, Lots Nigeria, of continent. Yeah. Sudan, Panama, Peru, Romania, Slovakia, South Africa, Sweden, Tanzania, United Arab Emirates, Ukraine, the UK, US, Vietnam, Zambia. Good Lord. And I didn't even mention all of them. Yeah, Myanmar. Mm-hmm. You got Mongolia. Mongolia mm-hmm. makes sense. Mongolia is kind of a vassal state for China. But it's just, it's nuts to know that there are so many of them. Um, but again, the uh, the embassy spokesperson says it's ridiculous to be talking about these things in this way. And it's irresponsible. And you're just scaring people for no reason. But wouldn't you say that if you were doing something secretive? In all these countries. <laughs> and she also makes the point that the human beings working in all of these places, she says at least, are not police personnel from China. Okay. They- fine. I mean, that's that's fine. You can put any job title on a paycheck. <laughs> you really can. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it, oh gosh, it was a while ago. Now, like, Matt, you remember how uh, when when we were working on uh Years ago, we were running the um, video department, our old alma mater, How Stuff Works. Uh, we got the chance to like make our own job titles, uh, an opportunity that was quickly rescinded yeah. when, <laughs> when they saw our suggestions. But I, I just I don't think that- I was the supreme video commander for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I went with the experience. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, shout out to our old boss, Roxanne. Um but but what I'm saying is I find that somewhat of a misleading argument. It's technically true while not addressing the concerns that are being raised. Uh, for instance, like let's consider let's consider first person stories or allegations. Like Wang Jingyu, uh, who was a Chinese dissident, was uh, he fled China. After doing, uh, after after making some social media posts, and the PRC is very very sensitive about that. That's the reason why you got to be careful about getting in pictures with Winnie the Pooh or posting Winnie the Pooh jokes in China. This is a true story, folks. <laughs> uh, so this guy, this dissident, gets asylum in the Netherlands. The way I heard the story, and then he said, like Matt, as you noted, there are multiple service stations in the Netherlands, he said that he was getting harassed by a station in Rotterdam and that they were threatening him. And they said, you know, you need to come back to China, come back home because we know where your parents live. Mm. Yikes. It's an episode. There's so much more to this, you know, there really is. Um, Oh man. Yeah. We don't have time to get into it right now. Um, but we want to hear from you if you've had any kind of interaction with this, if you know anything about it. Do you work at Safeguard Defenders? Can you give us more information on what's going on? We'd love to hear from you. Um, are, are you in a Chinese embassy and you have an official statement? We'd love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> just why not? Why not? We'd love to hear. We we just want to understand it. 
Um, if it really is completely innocuous, awesome. Uh, but you'd got to pr- you'd have to prove it. I think. Yeah, we we want to be fair, and we want to hear from people who've had personal experience. Now, we were able to find some anonymous statements by members of the party running China that were a little bit less public relations spinny centric, uh, but still, but still, it seems that there are multiple countries, multiple people in those countries alleging that something rotten's going on. You know, these things really are, in a way, undermining national sovereignty in the various countries where they exist, if they are, in fact, completely secret from the government, right? Um, If it's a national institution of any sort and it exists in another country, you got to let somebody know. Yeah, you kind of have to. Those are the rules of the game. That's like, what do you call that, Ben? That's the world order. That's the post-World <laughs> War II world order kind of rules of engagement that everybody just plays in. Um, and it's not necessarily any kind of, you know, it's not a treaty really or anything that's binding people from playing by the rules. It's just well known that if you don't play by the rules, uh, you're going to have eyes on you, right? And maybe more than eyes. Uh, At least five. <laughs> Other than that, no comments. Uh, but, but, but yes, yeah. This this quickly becomes a bag of badgers, a messy bowl of dangerous spaghetti. So we want uh, to hear from you. Uh, we can't wait. Uh, thank you to everybody who takes the time to drop us these stories. Thank you to all the. Uh, thank you to the multiple. Uh, courageous people who have reached out to us regarding ongoing international situations, at times risking their lives and their livelihood. Uh, So we want to hear your thoughts. Find us on the internet. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got some new stuff going up there. Uh, Matt and I are getting finally getting... Getting able to realize our dream of doing more sketch comedy together, which is a day one thing for us. Uh, more of that on the way. Uh, if you have something on your mind you'd like to say, you'd like to be part of the show, then why not uh, give us a call or drop us an email? Oh, yes. Uh, first of all, you can call us, one eight three three stdwytk It's a voicemail service. Uh, please leave a message. You've got three minutes. Give yourself a cool nickname and let us know if we can use your message and name on one of our listener mail episodes. Call in and tell us what you think about the revelations that TGI Friday's branded frozen mozzarella sticks that you can it's find. It's just in cheddar. Gro- yeah, exactly. It's just cheddar. Who'd have thunk it? They put mozzarella on the front of the box. <laughs> All this terrible stuff is happening in the world, and that's the first time I raised my voice. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, the issues of the day. Hit us with it. We're all in this in this wild ride together. You are the most important part of the show. And if you don't feel like chatting, if you don't want your voice on record, because let's be honest, you can try for an anonymity, but privacy is a quickly eroding right, uh, then you can instead send us a good old-fashioned email, write everything out, give us the links, take us to the edge of the rabbit hole. We will do the rest. All we need is, uh, is that starting pistol from you. Write to us. We are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com 
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X dot com.